G'day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and the Holy Spirit. When the Counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Jesus said this in John 15 verse 26. The Holy Spirit is God and a member of the Trinitarian Godhead. He is spoken of as God, Acts 5, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. The attributes of God are ascribed to him, life, Romans 8 verse 2, truth, John 16 verse 13, and love, Romans 15 verse 30. It was he who spoke through the Old Testament prophets and evoked godliness, Ezekiel 36, and equipped God's leaders for service. Judges 13 verse 25, Zechariah verse 6. And the Holy Spirit is also a person, just like the other members of the Godhead. And some people refer to the Holy Spirit as it, but they are clearly wrong and in error. The Holy Spirit is always referred to as He in the New Testament. For example, John 16 verse 14. He relates to us as a person, for he is comforter, guide and teacher. He can be blasphemed against and be grieved, Ephesians 4 verse 30. And wherever the Holy Spirit is, the Father and the Son are also present, because they are one, John 14 verse 18 to 23. And what is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? And what does he have to do with Christian disciples? Firstly, he will glorify God the Son, Jesus Christ, John 16, and will testify for Jesus Christ, John 15, and be a witness for Jesus Christ, Acts 1 verse 8. This is the Spirit's prime role, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is praised and glorified. This would intimate that the Holy Spirit is inordinately self-effacing. When Jesus was baptised and the Spirit descended upon him, it signified that Jesus was only, not only filled with the Spirit, but was also the Spirit giver, Luke 4 verses 1 to 18. It was by the Holy Spirit that Jesus offered himself as a sacrifice, Hebrews 9 verse 14. And he is a comforter. He is one called to stand alongside, John 14 verse 16. Jesus said it would be better for him to go away and send the Holy Spirit to live in us. John 16 verse 7 and the Holy Spirit ministers to us all that Jesus would be to us if he were here in person and the Holy Spirit has a prime role in revelation in declaring God's word it was he that spoke through the prophets Ezekiel 2 verse 2 and it was he who inspired the Bible God's word 2 Peter 1 verse 21 further to this the Holy Spirit interprets and illuminates God's Word, John 16, 1 Corinthians 2. Without the role of the Holy Spirit, the Bible would simply be another book. And further to this, the Holy Spirit is sent to convict the world of sin in righteousness and judgment, John 16, verse 8. And it is through the Holy Spirit that Christian disciples are born and are known as regenerated, John 3, verse 3 to 8. And then God lives inside each of those Christian disciples through the Holy Spirit. For without the Holy Spirit, 
a person cannot be a Christian disciple. Romans 8 verse 9, Galatians 2 verse 20, Colossians 1 verse 25 to 27. And then the Holy Spirit indwelling the Christian disciple is assured proof of that person being God's possession. It's a sealing or an ownership. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 22, Ephesians 1 verse 3. And this indwelling of the Holy Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing our future redemption, salvation and inheritance. Ephesians 1 verse 13, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 22. And then we're commanded to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is further to being indwelled. And this it speaks of the Holy Spirit's control or domination of our lives. We cannot have more or less of the Holy Spirit because he is a person. The imperative thing is rather how much the Holy Spirit has of the Christian disciple. And as Christian disciples we are to be continually filled. Ephesians 5 verse 18 And this is meant to be our normal state. He gives power to enable Christian disciples to evangelise, for instance. Acts 1, 8, 4, verse 8 and 31. And as we are filled, the Holy Spirit transforms us into the likeness of Christ. 2 Corinthians 7, verse 18. As we walk and live in the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, Galatians 5, 16, Romans 8, verse 13, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control is produced in the life of the Christian disciple. Galatians 5 verse 22 to 23. And now we come on to what can be a controversial uh, part and that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this expression occurs seven times in the New Testament. Four times it occurs in the Gospels where it refers to Jesus baptizing with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And also two times in the book of Acts, once referring to Jesus' baptism with Holy Spirit and fire, but also showing that Cornelius was an example of being baptized with the Holy Spirit, just like the disciples at Pentecost. And then Paul mentions it in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 13 where it says we are all baptised with the Holy Spirit into one body. And this takes place at conversion. Some suggest, however, that this baptism is a secondary experience in order to gain power for service. And this is quite, can quite legitimately be based on several scriptures. John 20.20 20, received the Holy Spirit which records the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Or Acts 2, Pentecost is baptism or spiritual power. And Acts 19, verses 4 to 7, records the receiving of the Holy Spirit in believers. However, we should consider the following. Jesus' words in John 16, verse 7, make it very clear that the Holy Spirit would not come to dwell in believers until Jesus Christ had returned to the Father. Pentecost is therefore the arrival of the Holy Spirit for the first time and not a secondary experience. And the gift of the Spirit equals baptism of the Spirit, Acts 1 verse 4 to 5. Repent and you will receive the gift, or baptism, of the Spirit and it is therefore not conditional, Acts 2 verse 38. 
Then there's the instance of the Samaritans, which seems to suggest believers can receive the Holy Spirit after conversion. Acts 8, verse 14 to 17. However, they received the person of the Holy Spirit as a Samaritan Pentecost, proving to the Jews that God would indwell the Samaritans, and there were no Samaritans at Pentecost. And as for Cornelius, his baptism of the Spirit was at his conversion. And then we have the example of the Ephesians in Acts 19, but these disciples were disciples of John the Baptist and not of Jesus. And they were corrected, converted, and then received the Holy Spirit. And God may still give signs for those who need them, but God prefers faith to signs. John 14, verse 11, 20, and 29. Needless to say that God still uses people on both sides of the debate, but then he can also use donkeys to do his bidding as well. And then lastly, the Holy Spirit equips us for service and God is working in you to will and to act accordingly to his purpose, Philippians 2 verse 13, and to be Jesus' witnesses, Acts 1 verse 8. And how is the Holy Spirit seen? For all the supposed miracles and healings, these are not the prima facie evidence for the work of the Holy Spirit. All these things can be counterfeited by Satan, 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 9, Colossians 2 verse 18. This is not to say that miracle and healings by God don't occur, just that it's not the main evidence of his work. The best and most assured signs are that Jesus is glorified, acknowledged, trusted and served. The Spirit's work is in evidence where people's lives become more holy and more like Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 3, 2 Corinthians 13 verse 7. And how does the Holy Spirit equip Christian disciples for service? Through the giving of spiritual gifts. And that is what I hope to discuss next time. For more to think about, please do read 1 Corinthians 12 verses 1 to 10. Ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend, so that you can pray over any issues together. Question 1. What are my spiritual gifts? And am I using them for God's glory or my own? Question 2. How do I give more of myself to the Holy Spirit? Question 3. How can I as a Christian disciple make the Holy Spirit more active and visible to others? As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk. Thank you.